found somebody home. Welcome back to Lady Blurds Sings the Blues. What's really great about today is that it, it's our one year anniversary. Oh my gosh, we're a year old. One year, one full year. We did this for a year, guys. This is amazing. Commitment. I'm really happy that we, you know, just kept it going. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But also it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. I gave Kylie too smart, you know, some flurs. They were so cute. And she gave me some shirts. But I guess we should probably introduce ourselves, right? Yeah, so who are we? This is sometimes V. This is Kylie Too Smart. And well, again, welcome back to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues, who are one-year show. We're not doing anything, to, anything too particularly special. We're still going to shoot the shit. Yeah, shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and start off with just kind of like, how's our week going? So, Kylie, how's your week? Uh, my week has been fantastic. Um... I've like been helping a friend recover from surgery and it's like really making me um, appreciate the little things, you know, because sometimes you don't realize, you know, how blessed you are until mm-hmm. it's like staring you smack in the face. Yeah. Well, is this, was this ser- the surgery serious or like what was going on? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a pretty serious surgery, not life threatening or anything, but like incredibly painful. Um, but also it's my mommy's birthday oh, yesterday. Too smart mama. Thanks mama mom. Happy smart. birthday. Happy birthday. We're going to breakfast tomorrow. Ooh, brekkie. Yes. Great awakening. Oh, oh, they have a great outdoor Yes, they Dining. do. Right above the aquarium. Yeah, I hope I hope Monterey is doing everything correct with that. But no, they they're great. I I every time I go back home and I want to go get breakfast, it's that place or the Breakfast Club. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday, Mama! Too smart. Thank you for birthing this wonderful human sitting right next to me today. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Like, well, what else has been going on? Anything else you want to share? Or, um, I'm like, we're just making progress with the house, getting that all cleaned up and ready to go. I can't really think of too. I feel like a lot happened this week on Twitter, and like with men and the patriarchy. I feel like that pretty much was like, oh, I mean, taking yeah. up space. Yeah, a lot of that's taking space, which we can brush on a little bit but I actually kind of want to talk a little bit more about like you know a specific type of lake a timber timber lake okay bad joke I was like oh gross bruh I'm serious I look I was like a lake what I'm so literal guys this is terrible Justin took timber lake way too many years to issue that apology just as a heads up but we'll get into that a little bit later um yeah I Oh, shout out to the color yellow. Yeah, shout out to the color yellow. Um, I just got her sweater. Uh, she also did the logo for our podcast. Uh, so Jess, thank you so much for doing the logo for our podcast. I just bought her a nice, like, you know, Afro positive sweater where it's just like it has her artwork on it as Kylie sees it. It's just Yes, it's dope. Yeah. She's been selling crew necks. She also sells stickers, which what actually kind of went viral was her stickers for the um, her astrology set, which I was like, those are fucking cute. Right? I, I really want the Aries one. Must have. <laughs> Must, Must have. have. 
Um, but yeah, no, like, thanks, thanks, Jess, for, you know, keep doing the grind, and I see that you've been going up, up, up with followers, so I'm proud of you, girl. Um, but yeah, I'm sporting her yellow crew neck, which I'll post pictures later about. Um, I've been kind of doing a lot of weird, like, like, different things with my, with my face, like, I just shaved part of my eyebrow today. Bruh, it looks fucking sick. It looks so fucking dope. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. It's like you're evolving. I want to see what's the next, you need, what's your Pokemon name? You need something. <laughs> Wait, didn't we? The Volbertable. Wait, my Pokemon name? A Gurgle? Oh, no. The vulnerable. The vulnerable bee. Anyway. I, I am kind of vulnerable. Oh, vulnerable bee. Yeah, but it's, always, it's kind of, you know, the culture is changing, right? It's good to be vulnerable in it is. certain climates. I wish work climates would be better about it, but it's okay to be vulnerable. Yes. It's okay to share your feelings. It's okay to... Say, like, this is how I'm feeling, and it it's an intrusive thought, but I am only having this thought because I'm picking up patterns. Yes. I'm picking up patterns because I feel this way. And it's up for the person who's receiving those complaints to be like, oh, man, yeah, I know how you feel, and let's work on it. You know? It's okay. Look at the personal growth. Look at the personal growth. But yeah, I've been, uh, my week's just been... Um, I just, I've been on Twitter and kind of... Wait, I totally skipped a huge major portion of my week. I found out that Michelle Obama is coming through to Netflix with a cooking show. We can talk about that later. Oh my God. That was, yeah, my whole week. Okay, continue. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I've cooked for my mans today and... Sorry, guys. We're a little dead today. It's It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. All right. Well, let's Valentine's go ahead and move on. Presidents. Um, let's talk about Michelle's Obama show. Yeah. What is it called? Mochi and Waffles? Mochi and Waffles. It, they're puppets. Okay, so Michelle Obama, we always know that like she's been about the cooking, she's been about the eating healthy, she's been about providing, you know, fresh vegetables in places where there's food deserts. And if you guys don't know what a food desert is, it's basically like, you know, how far um, do you have to go before you can actually get to like fresh vegetables, you know, mm-hmm. actual groceries, not just, you know, fast food. Man, we're so lucky we're in California. Yes, we are very lucky. Because I can tell you in Texas, like I really didn't, did notice how far like I would have to go to get to like a grocery outlet, like someplace that actually had a variety of produce to like actually get. So shut up, really? Yeah, like seriously. Oh, no. And then there's places where it's even, like, people would drive, like, an hour before they, had like, had access to fresh food, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's coming to Netflix. Uh, Waffles Emoji is going to be her and her puppet. Ah! Yes, and they're going to do uh, a little cooking show. That's cute. Yeah. I really am happy to see that the Obamas are staying relevant within media, because in and a sense, like, they've kind of given us you know how do i put this during their presidency regardless of whatever obama had to do at least it was professional and we felt relieved and we had a leader you know so i think it's just great to see them in the in the eye of the media more consistently than usual especially for those who used to be a president and no longer yes i was gonna say i love the fact that they um 
you know, like it's so on brand, you know, and they're mm-hmm. continuing to do the work in the communities. It's like, it's not like they only had those um, issues to bring up during their presidency. It's like, no, these were things that really matter to them. And you can tell because they're continuing to work on them afterwards. Yeah. So. Like he didn't get like the final like <laughs> pedestal of being in the, like being a politician and just being like, all right, well, I'm done, you know? And that's what I kind of felt with George Bush or George, oh, God. George W. Bush is, um, I felt like once he was done, he's like, all right, I did what I had to do and just kept himself in the shadows, oh. you know? And, and, you know, I, his, his term was rough to say the least. And I don't think I was like, I need to do more research to see what he actually did. Um, but I didn't think he was like, you know, where George W. Bush was Republican, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I didn't feel like he did any like evil Republican, Republican things. Oh Lord. Know? Like what Mitch McConnell's been doing. It's been like fucking terrifying. Oh. <laughs> But, like, other than that, like, you know, he's kind of, like, stepped back and, like, no one hates him. I mean, yeah, his shoe got thrown at him. But, like, as for, like, him just, like, you know, taking the back seat, like, that's something that he's done. But, like, for Obama, he's like, "Mm -mm, I'm still doing shit. I'm still still here. I'm, like, right? Still relevant. Riding for my people. Yeah. But no, I'm really excited. She's going to have, like, celebrity guests. I know uh, Common's going to be on there. He's going to be oh, rapping about salts yeah, and acids yeah, and fats and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be real hype. Okay. Uh, no, that's amazing. I, I'm really glad to see it. I, I might peep in a couple of episodes, but it looks like a children's show. So yes, like, it's definitely for kids. I mean, yeah. she's targeting um, childhood obesity has, you know, been another issue that she has been mm-hmm. addressing. Um, so it's for kids it's being targeted for kids i'm gonna watch regardless yeah i think we could all use some nutritional facts plus it's you know she's like she's literally making history right now this is true yeah there's not a lot of first ladies who get on a right show. <laughs> who get on a show or previous uh, first ladies all righty well um let's go ahead and move into just um first of all I, I do have a little bit of sad news to contrast with your happy, happy uh, Joy Joy news is that uh, SJPD, San Jose Insider released a article about how SJPD is looking forward to converting their arsenal to less lethal weapons. Oh my god, this rebranding bullshit. And I'm... I have a big eye roll about it because I'm like, this was not... No one asked. Okay, well, not but, only did I no mean, one I'm, ask, but, like, some of the things that they're proposing yeah. isn't even necessarily better for the people that would be on the receiving end. It's just better for the police. They're like, oh, yeah, now we have gel pepper spray, so now the gas won't be in the air and won't be blowing in officers' faces. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not fucking concerned about the spray that, like, accidentally gets into the officers' eyes after they pepper sprayed the shit out of people. Like... What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, okay, so the, all the points were to benefit SJPD. It wasn't anything to ensure the safety of San Jose's residents. And so it was a very selfish article. It was a very selfish approach. And also, like, why are we funneling a bunch of money? Oh, and serious money, because one of the other things they were talking about was a specific type of taser that like she has two loads instead of one and because it is 
two loads instead of one, it's going to be more expensive to equip everyone with. And it's just like, okay, so you guys are literally just like putting no more weapons. No one asked for this. You're We're, making them way more lethal. What the fuck? Oh my God. I've been asking for the complete fucking opposite. I've been, the people have been, so many teachers in San Jose have begged and begged and begged in every single fucking council meeting and was just like, hey, defund the police, put the fucking money in Title I schools. Oh, and speaking of which, uh, let's go back into the mayor again. Um, so oh. he is throwing around a petition of like, we need to rapidly but safely reopen our schools because now there is a there is a gap in between those who are privileged and getting their full-fledged education versus those who have essential workers as parents who are making low pay and they're not getting the education that they huh. should. And I'm just like, how about the city actually gets those residents who are having the gaps of their kids not receiving the correct education? Let's get them tutors. Let's get them centers. Let's get them places. Like, maybe upgrade their fucking internet for free for the city. Don't make us sign a fucking petition. Yeah, just like, do it. Do your jobs. Do but meanwhile, how about you go back to your fucking police force? And maybe use those funds to find a safer way or maybe expedite the fucking vaccines in your area. Yeah, sure, you're only in charge of San Jose, so it's just a, not even a small part of the Santa Clara County, you know, Santa Clara County, that's what I'm trying to say. But, <laughs> Santa Clara County. But at the same time, like, San Jose is so large that, you, that you're, like, trying to throw around position, uh, a petition. A lot of people are going to sign that petition being like, yeah, let's open up schools because I can't find daycare. But also at the same time, it's like there's going to be people who are not going to sign it because they're like, no, there's a fucking second strand of COVID. No one wants to sign that shit because no one wants to get their kids sick or their kid just, you know, brings the sickness into the household and then everybody dies and then this, the cases surge up again. Like, yeah, are you I think crazy? we had also covered this before where it's just like, we already know that kids are not going to be responsible with being able to, you know, keep their own space after, like, not really being around each other. Like, kids are gross. They're going to be in each other's spaces. I remember my ass in middle school. I was touching everybody. I was, I'm, okay, also, anybody who's listening to me that has known me from middle school, I'm so sorry. I was out of pocket. (laughs) I was nasty. I was nasty. I was taking other people's food. I was touching everybody's face. Oh, yeah. I would eat with my fingers and then eat off somebody else's plate with my fingers. I would dodgeball and then drink Drink some fucking chocolate milk. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know where chocolate milk is. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Uh. Oh, God. But, yeah, I'm just... Th- dude, what a big fucking L, San Jose. Like, what What the fuck? But in the meantime, they I did see a little bit of the council meeting where they have a panel of potential um, police chiefs. Mm-hmm. But they all said fucking generic answers of for course. them to just get the job. So, like, I don't believe any of those fools until they actually do the job. And then also, I want to see where, like, you know, to do my thorough research to see who's even, like, qualified to do the job based off of their performance from their other... Because some guys are coming in from different states. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, Ugh. Meanwhile, Eddie Garcia is over in Texas fucking up again. So, who, whatever. <laughs> she said so, whatever. Moving along. Um... Rest in peace to Jazz Giant Chick Corea. Um, he lived a very long life up until age of 76. He battled cancer for a very, very long time. Um, just a couple of notes about Chick Corea. Um, I believe he's from Massachusetts, but he's a pianist. He's known for his compositions for Spain, 
windows by Mel Tug. Very beautiful pieces. But he was also very big in the fusion scene. Ooh. Um, so all of the, like the very out there, sh- out there <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> he was just like, yeah, like Herbie Hancock <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, this is the great era to do LSD. But, <laughs> but you know, he's, like I said, jazz giant, like people look forward to like, like, taking pictures to him like he was just that notable and like i just saw a huge surge within the jazz community online saying like man well we're really gonna miss this guy because just of his overall influence so you know rest in peace thank you so much for chicoria for blessing us with your piano playing speaking of um you know tragedies in the music world mary wilson had passed um yes the supremes the supremes um i like I, I associate the Supremes with my grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, she was, like, constantly playing their music. It was either, like, them or, like, gospel. Yeah. Because that's what you... Look, if you grew up in our at our age in, in a black household, you heard the Supremes, like, all day long. <laughs> Saturday morning when yeah. it's time Motown, to R&B. So, like, that's all you heard. And um, she really defined an era mm-hmm. and um so she oh, she will be missed you know she's one of the most successful motown acts of the 1960s and mm-hmm. you know the supremes were the best charting female group in u.s chart history and mm-hmm. i really think like you have to thank them and thank her for her contribution you wouldn't have destiny's child you know what i mean you wouldn't, oh, have, yeah, you wouldn't have any of these other girl in vogue or, like, in vogue, no, yeah you wouldn't have you know any of those wonderful artists so she really is um a legend in the music community in the black community yeah absolutely so rest in peace mary wilson yeah she i had to like look up some of the songs and i was just like uh which song did my mom play and then you're like (laughs) oh yeah as a kid all of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i was like just to be clear with those who are listening like you know when you listen to a song for when you're a kid for the longest time but your parents did not give you any information of who it was like she she was Mary Wilson, a.k.a. with part of the Supremes, like, my mom would be playing those songs, like, every week for forever. For forever. Or, like, you know, when LimeWire came out, my mom's like, ooh, I gotta make sure I download that. I'm like, ooh, okay. Uh, Moving along. (laughs) Um, Some justice is happening uh, lately. So Josh Whedon, who's been always called out for his inappropriate behavior, is called out again. Uh, Charisma Carpenter, who played as Cordelia from Buffy. Oh my gosh, yes. um, And Angel. Came out. Oh, and Angel, that's right. Yes. Because, okay, continue. Sorry, I was just going to say a side comment. Like, I had the biggest crush on David Boronaz. I was just (laughs) watching Bones, and I was like, oh God, I remember you in your Buffy days, and then your Angel days, and now I can just continue to have you in all of your (laughs) wonderful iterations. Oh my God, yeah. David Boreanaz. That was the first time I've ever had a crush on a man on TV. I thought you were going to be like, that's the first time I've ever had a crush on a white man. And I was like... <laughs> I mean, it might be. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're not I, counting animated characters. Like, a side note, when, I, when people start talking about crushes when you're a kid, like, I didn't comprehend it until maybe I was in, like, middle school. Mm. But you know what's fucked up? I had a crush on video game characters yes. first. Before I had crush on real people. 
Like, I was straight up, like, a huge Cloud Strife Vasha Stampede stand. I'm like, oh, I fucking love those, man. I loved Wolfwood. I was like, I love Kova from Inuyasha. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just want to be in their world, but it's so fictional, so it's not happening. And Wish then... I could be part of that world. <laughs> but mm. when I saw David Voronaz in the first season of Buffy, I'm like, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, well, okay, I'm I'm despite, you know, James Marsters. Well, James Marsters is great, but mm. it means you could never have... Okay, Daddy Bornos. Okay. okay. <laughs> Moving along. Okay, this is not appropriate for right this along. conversation, but... Uh, Speaking I of wanna... inappropriate behavior, what was the inappropriate behavior? I actually, I'm not sure. You're not sure. I yeah. can... Tell, I me, can tell me the spiel about what Give you the what hot, yeah. hot, hot tea. So, Charisma Carpenter has, like, been um, coming forward with stories um, about her experience with Joss Whedon. Oh, of course. Um, like, ever since Angel, honestly, she got fired basically, you know, for being pregnant. And, oh, you know, right. she talked about how uncomfortable he would make her feel on set sometimes, you know, talking about her weight, you know, asking her if she's going to keep her child, which, what the fuck? Like, in your workplace, and, like, these people work long hours when you're filming a tv show mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not like a you're an eight hour gig you show up on site you film your scenes like if you're needed there you if you're needed there there like, like two days a week like you never know like where you're gonna be on location how and long it's OSHA gonna be protocol out oh my god and especially on a show with mainly like vampires it's shot at night a lot so you know she's going in working at like one in the morning to like what 6 a.m you know sunrise mm-hmm. And she was doing this work and keeping those crazy hours even when she was pregnant and even after Joss like knew she was pregnant and she had requested those hours to be cut. There was just a lot of um, unnecessary comments made about her. A lot of her female co-stars started like coming forward. Um, there were um, most most recently there was the issue with uh, Ray Fisher who played Cyborg I think in the latest justice oh yeah ray wait, ray wasn't in buffy but no yeah, he wasn't yeah. in buffy yeah. but this this is kind of what brought it forward again yeah is because um charisma carpenter was saying you know i stand with ray fisher because nobody believed him when he came out and was like look like joss whedon made me feel really uncomfortable he altered the skin tone of a, a character in the movie afterwards is like i didn't feel right about it i spoke up about it and basically like they punished him for it and so she's like you know coming out again in solidarity and like now all these other stars who have worked with him are coming out michelle trashenberg who played dawn Mm -hmm. is speaking in support of um charisma and talking about how you know like she wasn't allowed to be left alone with him you know what i mean so there's just like more and more things that are coming out it just yeah i mean if all these things are like a huge ass ripple effect like it's it definitely takes the bravery of one person and then the bravery of the next victim to be like, no, like, this is fucking real. Yeah. Like, and it's so sad when that happens. Like, there has been... Man, I... I can relate to this on a personal oh. level where I've had to, like, report somebody's behavior and, like, people are looking at me like I'm fucking crazy, but there's mm-hmm. one person in the corner just being like, no, I believe you because he's done that to me, too. And it sucks when that happens because sometimes that person in the corner isn't brave enough to say something out loud with you and you still look like you're fucking nuts or you're fishing for a problem and that's not even the case and, and so, like, you, you end up looking like you're fucking nutso for a while until somebody stands up and goes, no, this yeah. is actually the situation. Um, but no, like, I applaud the bravery of Ray Fisher for 
coming out and saying like, no, Josh sucks. And as a black man, especially in Hollywood, like I know we talk about it a lot, but you know, you know, we haven't really improved that much Mm-mm. in terms of speaking up in your workplace and in Hollywood and still having a job afterwards, especially as a black person. Oh, that that calls for any workplace, and like especially with Hollywood, where like directors have gotten away or producers have gotten away with so much and like uh this one thing is not gonna happen but hey the internet is fucking evolving guess what if something comes out it's archived bitch like it's not gonna go anywhere yeah and his track record is not great like i said like charisma's been speaking up about this for a long time so it really like it's just validation upon validation upon validation and it's so hard because it stains like all of the work that he's done Mm i i love like i love him as an artist and it's so sad now like as an adult because it's something that i grew up with you know i grew up watching buffy i grew up watching angel i grew up watching firefly like i'm a huge fucking fan i have his comics you know what i mean like i've I've read read his other works and just re-watching the show um because i re-watch his works constantly but seeing them through a modern lens and and just it's like breaks your heart a little it's like oh my childhood innocence. Oh, totally. Like, I mean, is gone. <laughs> yeah, there's this whole thing where like now everybody's shit is coming out of the sewers. Like that's it, and unfortunately that's the way that it is. Like you know, it happened to um, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? He's a comedian. He says he's Mexican, but he's like white passing. Um, oh. Oh, what is his name? Uh, but yeah, like his shit came out of the woodwork, and then. Also, what really made everything explode was the Harvey Weinstein cases that were coming out. So, like, you know, Hollywood producers and and executive producers and executive directors, they're not safe anymore because now people are getting brave and they're going to call you on your shit. And it's, you know, and it's one of those things, like, if you are threatening the lives of those who are the front lines, meaning, like, hey, if their face is the is the dominant appearance of your show and that person says something about what you're fucking doing people are gonna believe them over you yes and then also it it really takes also those who are backing them as well like people are less um i guess shy about it now and it's it's just thanks to social media to be honest Anywho, um, but yeah, like, again, I applaud Charisma Carpenter for coming out. I remember when you were pregnant on the show, and I was like, oh, what's going to happen to her character? Right, they made the worst plot for her possible, like, for a pregnant woman. And I'm so sorry that she had to go through that. Like, I know she's an actress, and she gets paid to, you know, step out of her comfort zone. But I just can't imagine being pregnant and playing the role that he gave her to play and, like, the way that she was demonized and I'm sure her this character. has happened like, to other women who got pregnant on the set you oh know? definitely because like not only that like oh hey I'm pregnant what can we do to accommodate the show like this especially like luckily enough it's not like an old timey comic but there's also like other things like like you know putting stress on other people because that person becomes pregnant but also you gotta work with them you gotta work with it because now like you can't just like restaff somebody because it loses the immersion with the show Right? That's a bigger risk. But it's just like we're human beings and this person yeah. has dedicated so much of their energy to mm-hmm. like a lot of energy goes into being a main character on a show. Exactly. A lot of time, you know, it's like you got to appreciate the people that are making this magic happen. Right. Speaking of magic and ha- things that are happening and things that are in like the best things that are best direction that are happening. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> 
Spears winning. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Finally. The, the latest news is that the judge said, "Hey, James Spears, you don't have fucking liability or any say about Britney Spears' estate. Fuck you." Like, yes. And James Spears or Jamie's whatever his fucking name is, like he, he's been. Uh, long story short basically just keeping her a prisoner for years because he just you know has control over her money yeah and he would say cases like she has dementia she has problems she has drug issues like he'll make up any excuse saying like she's unable to make her own decisions but they're working her like a fucking horse like if that girl can do fucking like choreography sing at the same time and then also make guest appearances on shows that girl knows how to make her own fucking decisions so it's just him being a fucking dick ass and trying to create some sort of you a lot of money so um like this would be a perfect time to re-bring up hey you're you're justin timberlake joke because this is also one of the reasons why he spoke up because her case in particular is really shining a huge spotlight on um how vulnerable some of these women can be and even though we we foresee them as being in positions of power but Mm -hmm. in actuality they are still vulnerable to the patriarchy they're vulnerable to people um deciding that because they're women that Mm -hmm. they're you know fragile or they're not intelligent enough to handle large sums of money and i'm like this is crazy that she had to fight for so long for her own money yeah she's had to fight for so long for her own money for her own own independence yeah for her own independence to make the actual final decision making on what she does with her career she's been worked like a fucking slave like, I mean, I'm no, a I know. Slave for you, which is less sexy now that she's a grown woman, and we're like, oh, you were literally kind of. But it was true. Like, and the there's world. also stories where, like, she tried to write her own music, and, like, you know, uh, studios and, like, label leads were just like, no, you're not doing that because. You're like, a pop star. You're a pop star. You only do Stay what in we your tell lane. You. Yeah. yeah. You're not a composer. So it, it's just been the whole thing. And those who actually need to know what a. Con- conservatorship is i'll give you the quick tldr Ugh, this is the thing uh, i feel your struggle girl yeah so a conservatorship is established either by court order or statutory or regulatory authority in other legal terms a com- conservatorship may refer to the legal responsibilities over a person who is mentally disordered including individuals who are psychotic suicidal demented incapacitated or in some other way unable to make legal medical or financial decisions on behalf of themselves and so fucking Brady Spears's father played that system and made it sound like she was fucking crazy this whole time god bless whatever happened to her in 2007 to make her fucking lose her fucking shit balls but like I I would too yeah I was like um okay girl I feel you she shaved off all her head. And, like, you know, me watching that in 2007, I had to been in high school still. I was in high school still. I was maybe, uh, uh, how old was I? I was 2007. I was 15. And, like, if I see, every time I saw a girl from school shave her head. Oh, she was going through some shit. That girl was always going through some shit. Some I remember dark the shit. first time a good friend of mine shaved her head in middle school. And,. She walked into, like, she went from, like, full blonde hair, no makeup, looked like some average ass, like, 10-year-old girl, whatever, to, like, one day she showed up to school in her fucking punk, like, pre-scene 
get up. And I was like, wow, she looks so hardcore. But I remember her walking into the cafeteria and flipping everybody off and being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck your face. Like, you know, Ooh, and I fuck was like, your whole face. And, and you're like, like, what the? I'm like, dude, she shaved off all of her hair and it's like, have a mohawk. I hope she's doing okay. But at the same time, I was like, I care about this person a lot. So I'm just going to stand whatever she's doing. Her style looks great. But I also knew that she was probably going through some shit at the same time. And it also applies for girls when I was in high school and I see them shave off all their head. It was the same deal. Like, they weren't girls that... It's a sense of empowerment, I think. Like, when you don't have control over other aspects in your life, you know, you Mm -hmm. do get to control the things that you can and And sometimes that's as little or as important as big as just being able to change your haircut and that's absolutely true so like i and you couldn't have said it better like i it's definitely one of those things like these girls were finding some sort of outlet to show like i still have control somewhere regardless like if it's my parents like with withholding me from something or my parents are not giving me enough access to something because of whatever um, but I would notice that there that that's, that was the thing. But I never went out of my way to be invasive about it, but support what they're doing. Like I would always, and it would always become a compliment, being like, "Hey, it looks good," you know, just to enable like whatever they're trying to do. Um, but anywho, uh, yeah, going back to Britney Spears, like yeah, like when I first saw that when I was in high school, I'm like, something's wrong. Something is wrong. And I don't hate Britney because every time I listen to her music, I was like, oh, I feel good when I'm listening to Britney Spears. See, I don't understand how anybody could really hate Britney Spears. Well, the media has set us up for that. You know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. just like, why? I don't know her personally. I was like, she she <laughs> hasn't put, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't put out a hateful message. No. She's never really, like, done anything to warrant the type of attention that she got. It's how the media just basically outlined a storytelling aspect to her life. Like, you know, the whole Christina Aguilera versus Britney Spears. Or, like, Britney is better than this person. Or, like, you know, the time that she gained weight. Or, like, when she broke up with Justin Yeah, I remember Timberlake. tabloids being really big. Have tabloids changed? I feel like tabloids have changed tabloids a lot. Tabloids have changed At least that kind of culture. checking, I think. Also, did people just start, like, punching reporters? I for being so. disrespectful. I feel like yeah. that happened a lot. A lot of people were just like, I'm the tired of this. <laughs> yeah. Mm. A lot of a lot more celebrities are flipping reporters and paparazzi off. Um, and then I also think it's the fact that now that social media is a free source and people can publish whatever, like people can excuse or add explanation or add context of what's going on based off of the pictures that are released or whatever story. And they can do it right away, right? When someone is like, oh, we're pregnant. They're like, bitch, no, we're not on Twitter. (laughs) Like, the fuck out of here. Immediately shut that shit down. And the more click syndrome, too. Yes. Like, we all know that, like, places like TMZ or, like, Business Insider or whatever, they're just fishing for clicks. So they'll say whatever or distort the story so people are clicking it more to show that they are the better source of information. Well, to be fair, sometimes TMZ has that real good good. Um, Have you seen their latest update? No. (laughs) Jessica Brown, a.k.a. the Gorilla Glue Girl. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's close off this uh, Britney Spears thing. But yeah, like I, yeah, they just, mm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on, Jessica Brown. 
<laughs> I was like, how do you want to close it off? They fucked, they fucked Brittany up. Brittany came up and she was like, I'm a strong, badass woman. I will persevere. I'm intelligent. I'm capable. And she, she fucking got hers in the end. So uh, she's determined. The funniest determined. thing out of this whole thing, by the way, real quick, is the the overdue apology from Justin Timberlake. Oh my god. And the fact that like he took fucking forever. Okay, to, but like, his apo- did you read his apology? I didn't want to fucking read that fucking His apology, apology was it was really kind of annoying because he was just like, "Oh, well, I should have recognized that, you know, the path was going to be easier for me as as a white man in the mu- in this music industry." Oh, and he's realizing just like, his privilege and shit. Yeah. Now, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Bruh, how how could you not cuz you milked that shit, dude?" Like all the way to the bank, Jerry fucking Jerry Curl. Like, I don't understand. Ah! <laughs> you know, like, Bitch! you knew what you were fucking doing <laughs> when you joined up with Timberlake and you was crying your river. Oh, and you was dancing like shit. Like, you know, you got oh, all the moves from fucking Usher. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you've been biting the culture for a long time. So don't fucking act like this was some brand new shit that you just suddenly became aware of that you were a white man operating in a black space and you should have recognized the fact that women have to work twice as hard oh. in this goddamn industry. History. The fuck out of here with this shit. He did. He did have. A Go back to your country goddamn album, Justin Timberlake. Isn't he from Tennessee? Ah, <sighs> oh. Girl, I'm fucking dead over the Jerry Curl <sighs> I forgot. How could you forget? How could you forget? Oh, no, that was prime. I was so focused Spears. that his hair looked like ramen noodles oh. this whole time. He just had ramen noodle hair. And then he cut it off and he was like, uh, I'm, I'm for real, real now, guys. Whew. Yeah, I... Don't ass. be so quick to walk away. Talk to me. No, she didn't want... She, let her walk away, okay? Walk away. Jesus Christ. She didn't need you. Yeah. And all up on her boobs. Yeah, so not only that he apologized to Britney, to be clear, he did apologize to Janet Jackson after the whole 2004 debacle at the Super Bowl. Like, literally how many years later? It's 2021. The fuck? Yeah. But in good news, um, Janet Jackson's Control album yes. is top 40 on the Billboard. Hell yes, mamas. Because of the the revival of this whole ordeal because we've all been saying like janet jackson appreciation day but like the how the how speaking of tabloids how the tabloids did her dirty dirty as fuck they tried to paint her as like some crazy sex monger child melissa like you know children watch this show and you're exposing yourself to children and i was just like you yeah. guys are ridiculous. Dear Lord. You guys are ridiculous. Absolutely. I wasn't even mad when that happened. I convinced myself that that was whole, the part of the whole skit. But of course, like, you know, you know who primarily watches football? Men. Men. You know who primarily, also primarily watches football? People who think they're wholesome. Like, so I just... They're not, though. Look at the god... <laughs> advertising. Oh, we'll like, talk more about football, Jesus for Christ. Sure. But yeah, like, advertising, the, the easy manipulation. I never liked football, especially... I watched football growing up because my parents watched football, but it was just... I didn't understand the culture of the hooten and the hollering over something petty and then getting pissed off over something that had nothing to... Like, it has nothing to I do also with just don't like the fact watching. that they don't fucking pay their cheerleaders right. Like, those women oh. are fucking athletes. You're gonna tell me, you're gonna justify paying a football player bajillions of dollars and then turn around and fucking act like cheerleaders um, are not real athletes and that they haven't put in time and work and training and money to be out there in that show. Like, they, they basically act like cheerleaders should be grateful 
to be there and well, for the opportunity to rub elbows and get a rich husband, yeah, which totally and- debases the value of all these women and the work that they put in, the injuries that they go through. Can you imagine being the top of a goddamn pyramid and like if somebody doesn't catch you or something happens and what is your compensation? Nothing. You're responsible for a whole halftime show or you're responsible for providing entertainment on the yeah. sidelines and they don't pay you. You're an entertainer. You're an athlete. You've put in training and yeah, built up yeah. stam- stamina to do this. Like how dare they? They don't put you in these like skimpy ass outfits outfits we profit can, off your sexuality mm, maybe we mm, should have mm. a whole last episode just dashing oh, that jesus though. christ we talked about this last time too like where it was like they don't properly take care of the the non-celebrity players so like there's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of in- dis inequity inequity. Yes, inequity inequity with the players and like the the just the staff in general I'm just going to call them employees and staff because that's what they are whether like their job performance is to be athletic so they are staff so alright well moving along um congratulations to Britney Spears who is winning congratulations to Janet Jackson who is winning yes uh fuck you Justin Timberlake for taking too damn long on your apology <laughs> you should have apologized the first time but I guess you know mm, men don't like to apologize so Tusky Airmen Tuskegee Tuskegee I don't know why I said Tusky Tusky because we were talking about Tessica Brown, and oh, then it was wait. Tuskegee, and then it just no, got let's jumbled. Talk about, okay, T- Tessica Brown, by the way. Let's let's touch on it at the end. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We I we both had a little bit of rose. <laughs> it's, it's Valentine's it's Day. It's lit. Rose for lit. Valentine's Day. All right. So um, let's go ahead and talk about the Tuskegee. Tuskegee Airmen and why they are important. Kylie, take it away. Sure. So Tuskegee Airmen was a group of African-American pilots who flew during World War II. And um, they are extremely important in history. Um, they for- formed the... I hope they're important. Oh, no. They're like... Bro, they, they're, they're badass. They literally paved the way for inclusion mm-hmm. in the forces um, they like outperformed all of their white counterparts. They were a major, um, you know, step towards victory for the United States. And it is basically like their talent is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like we imagine that, you know, we still deal with pressures today, but not like how they had to deal with back in the day. Right, right. And it's crazy, you know, that you have these men who are fighting in World War II and who are being treated better mm-hmm. outside of their own country than they are coming home. Oh, yeah. And this has been, a, like, a normal occurrence. Like, you would... I mean, and it's not just to those who are in the military, but, like, let's talk about jazz artists. Jazz artists, Miles Davis straight up was like, I love being in Paris because they treat me significantly better than they do here in America. So that's just been a thing that the respect is just, it's not, respect is not equally distributed amongst countries, and that's for sure. But go on. Um, So one of the other reasons why I was bringing this up is because we also needed to talk about um, the experiments that were performed on these men. Mm -hmm. Um, The United States government use these men for testing. They gave them syphilis and then made them believe that they were treating said syphilis Mm -hmm. and they did not. They oftentimes, these people didn't know um, that they were even being experimented on. Mm -hmm. Um, They 
have families who have been directly impacted by this, mm-hmm. you have to think, you know, if someone is being experimented on and they don't know and they have children and now your children um, are at risk of having, you know, congenital syphilis, which did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that is contagious. So now you're also putting your partners at risk. You're putting your whole family at risk. So they didn't even viral. get an apology until the 90s. We're talking from World War Two. Speaking of late apologies. Late ass apologies. Dude, I don't... I, uh, can we just fucking talk about how, like... Sorry, go ahead. I got <laughs> okay, so uh, personal experience about apologies, by the way. I was told by some dumb, dumb fuck that I ain't gonna fucking apologize to her. Not directly through him, but through his fucking buddies. And so I don't understand why it's so taboo to admit that you fucked up and then not and then not be accountable for it. Like, why is there a culture that apologizing makes you look weak? If anything, it just makes you look accountable, especially if there's action items after the fact. You know, I just, I don't understand why it takes so long for folks to apologize. And I'm talking about on a business level, I'm talking on a personal level, and I'm talking about in any level like where apologies shouldn't be as shown as taboo. Now, granted, there should be different ways to apologize and understand different styles of apologies because I, I know mean, that there's a lot of apologies it's, it's that are really self-centric. hard to apologize for being like, oh, hey, so we opened up this institute in Tuskegee and we told black men that they were going to be getting free health care and then we actually just poisoned them. Oh, and then we didn't actually give them any type of health care. Oh, and then we didn't admit to it until like 30 years later. Oh, and then we didn't actually apologize for it until like, you know, like, uh, 60 years later. Like, why you know is there like, anybody like fucking problem solving? Because if it was like fucking white people who got these syphilis <laughs> diagnoses, they would have fixed it. Or they would... Excuse me, they would have attempted to fix it, being like, hey, man, my bad. You well, I mean, like this, this study started in, like, 1932. I know, it was 1932. doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, there should have been something to help these people. But no, why did they not get helped? Because they were black. Simple as, just as simply just as I can put simple it. Simple as fudge. 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 Yes. Sorry, I just it's been saying, an emotional episode. I'm just mad because like, <sighs> I just don't like it when people are shitty about apologizing. Like, not to go on a tangent, but like this, people are so shitty with apologizing. And I'm told to not apologize. And I apologize because I'm like, hey, my bad. Bill like, Clinton was the one who apologized. I think that's why um, black people are down with him. <laughs> <laughs> that and, you know, that and he's a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh, that woman. Huh. <laughs> just to lighten the mood. I'm going to slide the head on in there. Sorry. I just, sorry, I just get really mad because like there, I know certain folks who have been like plagued with that, that fucking mindset and it drives me insane. And I obviously I had to get over this people and move on. But like at the same time, I'm just like, why do you feel like it makes you look like the better fucking person if you don't fucking become accountable for your actions, dipshit? Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, speaking of the Tuskegee Airmen, it looks like that they have had 
a sense of that they're actually going to be recognized in a different way now, right? Yes. So they're going to be on the half dollar. Yes. No, they're, so they're going to be, um, there's, they're releasing a line of quarters for the Tuskegee Airmen, which I think is amazing. Yeah, um, right. So give me them half dollars. Give me them half dollars. And then also Harriet is going to be back out released on some money too. So I am looking forward. This year is literally going to be like the best goddamn year for money. If you haven't like collected quarters before, if you weren't that type of nerd, I was definitely that type of nerd, you know, and you had the little, all, one for all the states. Yeah, it was yes, cute. It was now cute. Now it's like now it's just different memorials and different uh, lands, like different land monuments. Yes. So now it's like it's, it's it's expanded. God, I can't talk. It's it's expanded to other ways, so you can get your nerd on with collecting them quarters. Yes. But now half dollars. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Like, and they deserve to be recognized because, again, like you said, they bridged the gap with. With, you know, making that segregation gap slimmer and slimmer, um, they were very notable within the Air Force, um, and it just really sucked that they were treated the way that they were with being experimented on. And that's why a lot of us black folk are scared to take the vaccine, because of shit that happened with that. Everyone's like, oh, but Henrietta Lacks was just one case. I'm like, nah, uh uh-uh, how about let's look, take a look at these guys. You know, it's not just, it's not just her, it's them too. And countless of other women who've been, bo- or countless of other black people who've been botched, botched because the U.S. government became selfish and thought that black people were disposable. Uh, okay, so thank you everyone for dealing with us today. I, we've been just been rah, 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 <laughs> uh, Do you want to go ahead and talk about nerdy and dirty? Yeah. <clears throat> What are we doing for nerdy and dirty? <laughs> Do you want to talk about nerdy and dirty? Yeah, always. Who doesn't? No. <laughs> I thought it would be um, really interesting to address um, being bisexual in the black community. Oh, go on. I think um, we have a unique take being, well, I know you recognize, you identify as bisexual. I identify as being bi, yes. I also, well, I used to identify as being bi when I was younger, and then I think as, um, like, a queer culture expanded and we started adding on letters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) pansexualism wasn't really something that was on my radar as a child, or I I won't say child, it just, that makes me sound like I was hypersexualized, which I was, but that's not part of the podcast for today. Um, I would say, like, maybe middle schools when I, like, readily just identified as bisexual and would, you know, tell my friends I'm bisexual if they had asked. Well, I mean, that I think that's also, like, in a way, especially being in middle school, that was, like, the safe answer to say that you were just into... Right, and that's the other every, thing I wanted to everyone. address. I, I, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm just doing the things. I noticed some people, and this has been an issue with bisexual culture, think that if you're bisexual that you're actually just gay. Uh-huh. Which is not a thing, like... I'm sure, I'm sure for some people it might be in a way to transition, but I know, like, for sure, bisexuality is not just a phase on your way to being gay. It's not just... No, not at all. And I think that's something that um, is misinterpreted, where it's like you're... There's always the misconceptions that you're confused, or you just don't know what you want yet, and that's 
not the case. And Or that you're greedy and you only want sex and it doesn't matter like where you get that pleasure from. Or in lesbian culture, it's also like you're just experimenting with women and but you're just going to end up with being a man anyway, which ha- that's also a different stigma as well. Us poor bisexuals. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think I identified with being bi like within the last couple years to be honest and I and I only say this because I've I have an interest of thinking that women are attractive mm-hmm. and women are to me are a um they're people that I can also find myself like envisioning that I can have sex with as well um and like also like it's it's like you know when people how would I say this? Like when they masturbate or think of like sexual thoughts to get the masturbation going, like, like, you know, I don't think about just men. I also think about just women. The things that turn and, you on. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that. And like, I don't want to say like, it's a blanket statement, like all women or all men. Cause like, I'm not attracted to just, I feel like nobody makes that. Like, even if you're straight, people don't just audit. And that's another thing. People don't automatically assume that you're attracted to like, Every girl yeah, like, or every guy, watch, if you're watch straight, watch a guy like walk by and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit that," and watch some random girl walk by and gonna hit that. Like, no, like it's it's a little deeper than that for me. Like, it's 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 like one of those things. Like, I kind of have to know you a little bit before I even want to sexually engage with you. It's the same thing with being with like being seeing men. Like, I do gigs with men all the time, where music gigs all the time with men, and. I don't think all of them are somebody who I'm just going to automatically just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have sex with that person. So it's not like a whole thing. Like it's all in my circle. Like I still have to kind of get to know you, bro. And if I think you're a, here are my requirements. A, if you're hygienic, oh my B, gosh. if you brush your teeth, which is part of hygiene and C, that you actually have good communication. it's going to be most like more than likely that I'm going to probably hook up with you. But in this case of today, as in current day, Veronica, that's I'm not going to just be hooking up with some randos because I'm also in a monogamous relationship with someone who I respect a lot. So, and I choose to be in a monogamous relationship with with this man who we all know here as Cash because like I care about him. I want to build my life with him and also like monogamy is my preference of how I bond with somebody for the long term. And on a sexual, intimate and like partner standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um and so just because I'm bi doesn't mean I'm going to go off. And this is also the other stigma. I'm going to go off and have fuck, like sex with a woman. Like that's not. Or that you necessarily like need to have both to be happy. Exactly. And I don't like, I, I know like if God forbid, but like if, if I break up with cash, like I have the option to do both, but at the same time, like I'm not just going to go like bing bim bam boom like to bing, bing, every bong. person who comes into my zone you know like there's still an audition process for me. <laughs> just, i love how you said that there's still an audition process um i also uh, wanted to talk about like by erasure um i've experienced this where it's like you if you're in a relationship with a woman then you know you're labeled as gay and then if you're in a relationship with a man then all of a sudden like you're straight by by people stand your fucking ground. Yeah, I I have had to tell people like no, like I'm still bisexual or I'm still pansexual. Like being with you doesn't mean that I'm not queer or that all of a sudden like I now I'm going to adhere to more heteronormative standards. Yeah. You know, it's just not who I am and I can't stand like uh people who make like just horrible comments about gay people or try to make jokes like uh, 
about trans people like it's funny like they expect me to laugh and it's like why would you expect me to laugh if you know like knowing who i am yeah i don't i don't think trans jokes or queer jokes are funny um and if i catch anybody doing them i don't laugh like especially like calling somebody like the big f word i hate it like i grew up listening to like black elders saying that yeah. and it drives me insane because they would say it just as how what like what we said it during school time like back in the early 2000s like oh that's gay you know and they said it in the same context and now when that we're older we're like oh that was actually very insensitive like that's but or like you know especially in the black community like if you're even if you're just straight but you're not necessarily like hyper masculine mm-hmm. you know being called a sissy or being like told that you're sensitive or that you're like less of a man yeah like it's not it's not nice i also have some anecdotes from remembering a young boy in my neighborhood who was called that a lot and i hope he's doing well these days yeah um i think about him every so often i also think about this other girl which we can talk about colorism in a different episode but sure we're another girl who was picked on all the time because she was dark uh like dark darker complected and um and so like i think about her a lot and i always think like i always try to do like the facebook stock to see how she's doing and it's just like a check-in it's not like me being like hey how are you doing it's more <laughs> like hey childhood sucked and i just want to like check in to see if like oh are they happy is everything okay but you know that's also not my business too yeah. but i don't know it's just the sissiness and like calling men like the cutest thing that i i love about cash is that when i told him i was bi he never erased that from me he he has never erased that from me at all and like he us being in a relationship he knows i'm a bi woman in a heterosexual relationship Mm -hmm. that's what we are right now but he never went and said you're straight because you're dating me he's never gone there at all um, and then also what's really cute about, you know, the whole sissy thing is I've walked into the room one time and he's just crying at a show Aww. and it's the cutest thing because I'm like, baby, like, emotional vulnerability. He and, was like, Piccolo's such a great stepdaddy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we cry over anime all the time. Like spoil, big spoiler alert. So prepare yourself. If you guys are watching Attack on Titan and you're watching Uh-oh. season four and you're not past episode three skip the next like 30 seconds but an important character sasha browse died she got assassinated um and uh and i started crying but i didn't cry when she died i cried when the the memorial service happened because connie her best friend was like i really miss sasha and we both cash and i started crying like we were like and it's not a sissy thing to cry my feelings it's not a sissy thing for a heterosexual man or a straight man or cis man to cry over something and it's not dumb or sad or sappy or weak for me to cry over a show like these are legit feelings and and that's something that i think not only just our black community need to be better about but like just cis cis culture needs to be better about because everyone's like be a man but what is it really being a man is being a man like do cooking brisket and watching the nfl all day delicious being a man like being like accountable for your actions like tell me what's being a man (sighs) yeah i also wanted to know did you ever feel like i feel like you're interviewing me i am interviewing you i want to know i want to know well because like i never felt like i had to come out 
felt the world around me. Bill no. Collins, no! <laughs> fire, straight fire. Um, no, like, I never felt like I really had to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it's always touching when I see people's, like, coming out stories. And then mm-hmm. I think about all the people who... It's, like, such a huge stigma for them and that they are literally hiding, like, these huge major parts of themselves. Yeah. I never really felt like I had to hide yeah. too much. Yeah. Like, I was just wondering, did you have a similar experience or did you definitely feel like it was something to be ashamed of? Oh, or... I'm straight up don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not... And I'm straight up don't ask, don't tell with, like, my family. Like, I... And I'm... Like, obviously, if my mom hears this episode, like, hey, mom, surprise. But, like, I don't think she's going to be worried about it because, like, I've been out on my own for so long already that she's, like, she's capable of making her own decisions. Mm -hmm. So I don't perceive that she's going to penalize me for this. Um, But, you know, I remember there was a family scare that one of my cousins came out by and that the matriarch of our family like lost her fucking biscuits about it um and was just like oh blah 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 and it's like and like we don't tell we don't tell grandma and i'm just like okay yeah and i even heard like you know like elders in my family just being like yeah sure whatever gay whatever but i don't want to see it and i'm like but you know how much advertisements advertise heterosexuality that now you're suddenly scared of homosexuality when it's just love. Like, I don't understand why we're so appalled by it still when, even like with the heterosexual uh, agenda, like we forget that there's abu- there's more cases of abuse, there's more cases of domestic violence, there's more cases of um, divorce. Um, there, there's now more cases of divorce. <laughs> But it's just, like, one of those things, like, I don't, I didn't feel scared to tell my family, or I'm not scared to tell my family if they ask, but I will try to sneak my way out of the conversation, because I don't want to talk about it, because I don't want to strike up drama. Okay. But as for, like, like, if someone's like, but really, do you really, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stand up for myself and say, like, this is who I am, is this going to change your perception? And if it does, then goodbye, because I don't feel like connected in a way it's kind of like one of those things like if your family does you a bunch of favors on the daily and they like help you stay stable that's one thing but if they're not doing anything for me on the regular like I'm less worried about it you know what I mean yeah no yeah that that's true and I also found out very late so like I found out I basically came to terms with myself like are you straight are you bi are you straight are you bi are you gray area sexuality are you asexual like I asked myself a lot of questions on my own um like, because I heard about the different spectrums of sexuality, like pansexuality, or like, and then there's monogamy and polygamy, like, and, or not polygamy, um, polyamory. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct term? Because polygamy is more like Polygamy me. is marriage, so it's like you can yeah. marry more people. Polyamory just means that you're capable of being in love with more than one person at a time. Right, and I explored these things, and I'm just like, no, like, I, I like monogamy, but I also am not exclusive to just men. And I'm also not exclusive to the binary either. Like, if I think, like, if there's a woman who, who is queer, or, sorry, a female who is queer, I'm not against that, or I'm not, like, not against, but, like, it doesn't, 
if I think they're attractive, I think they're attractive. And it's the same thing, like, if I see, like, a, a male who's more feminine, and if I'm attracted to them, I'm attracted to them. So, like, maybe that is a little bit more than being bi. I don't know. But, um, like, I don't discriminate. I, I only... I only make judgment on how they make me feel as a person and how I how I give that essence in return. That's so wonderful. Yeah, like I, that's how it should be. Yeah. Aw. What about you though? Um. So, I don't know. I I've had relationships with men. I've had relationships with women. Um. I started identifying as pansexual because. Mm-hmm. I realized that I really do fall in love with a person mm-hmm. and the like the outside dressing or like the cover is not necessarily what's going to make me love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, if you, you know, if whatever your experience is in this life, if you happen to be, you know, someone who is transitioned from male to female, female to male, or if you're feeling like you're gender non-binary or you know however you are existing in this life however you feel and um or mm-hmm. expressing that to the world like i'm just gonna accept you for you your self-expression is fine like who am i to tell you how to exist right. that's ridiculous exactly. what i can do is i can appreciate your existence and i can see the things that you do and i can appreciate how your mind works or you know what your passions are like i'm really into you know who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. and there's so many things that will like attract me to a person um do i think that this has been a stigma for me in the black community i would say that there was a lot of um like male gaze attention that I got from it, it was a lot of like, oh, prove it, or it was a lot of like, it was only cool to be bisexual if it was like performative for a dude. So like if we were at a club or something, you know, and you guys are like, oh, like it's so hot to see two girls kissing, but then it's not hot when I tell you to fuck off because like we're like not just here to be Mm -hmm. some kind of like live porno for you. Right. You know, or it's like, oh, no, we're not just doing this to get attention from from guys. And I've had, um, you know, the the other issue of, you know, not being gay enough, you know. Yeah. And 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 that's another thing is like what defines being gay enough. Right. If gay is a sexual orientation. Well, I've had people be like, oh, like you don't um, which. I'm like, I feel like that's kind of like a weird thing to put on somebody, but to be like, oh, it's like you don't present as gay enough, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, I am just, I am how I am. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to all of a sudden dress, like, what does that even mean? You want me to dress gay? Or, um, like, am I supposed to start talking differently all of a sudden? And I was like, no, I just, I never had like a like coming out gonna... reinvention of who I am. I wasn't, um, like, so closeted that I never got to express those inner feelings and so right. the personality that I have is my expression and like this is me out and about like right. I wear whatever I want to wear whatever I'm comfortable in um, but just like I don't know like I still post things on Instagram every once in a while like I wouldn't yeah. if I'm with a woman I wouldn't be opposed to like posting us dancing or kissing or like holding hands like I'm never gonna hold somebody like a relationship back because I'm afraid or ashamed of being in an alternative relationship right 
<laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's that's definitely valid. And, and that's how it should be. Like, I don't... The complexities to make things, like, kind of fit in one shape is just... We, we need to get rid of that. Like... I think we're doing great. I think we've expanded hugely. Um, Like, what was it Lil Uzi Vert with the little gem in his head? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Talking about, like, self-expression and just the fact that a little black boy can be like, "Mm, I'm loving Sailor Moon and I'm going to get this gem in my head. And you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he can do that shit. I forgot (laughs) that he got the gem in his head. (laughs) Yes. Like, what? Like, a pink diamond or whatever that he, like, saved up his money for? And he, like, he's bragging about, like... You know, this is what he wanted, and this is part of his self-expression. I was like, Chibi Uzi Vert. I was like, in the name of the moon, in the name of the moon. Yes! He's like, it's my third day out here, though. Bruh. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I see um, artists, you know, like Jada, you know, rocking, you know, alternative fashion and pushing this agenda that, you know, black boys don't have to be hard all the time. Like, black boys, there's there's no one way of being black. Yeah. You know, there's no one definition. And I think, like, especially in the style of, like, Afropunk, where it's expanding, especially, like, when you see Nerdcore, like, it's expanding. Yeah. yeah. People are, like, starting to come out of their shells and just showing up and, like, be- being the true expression of themselves. Yeah. So. And, th- and that's what it is. Like, it's it's one of those things that's killing binary. It's killing the binary identity just to be able to manifest who you are. Um, and that it's we have a bigger spectrum like there's a bigger spectrum of personalities that don't actually need to fit with the male or female agenda which i want male and female to just die (laughs) well stop stop like stop stop saying male and female just say man and woman like it's fine like say queer or whatever it's fine like it's just everyone keeps forgetting that it's fine to just keep it like away from like what you were born as so i don't know but moving along um let's actually we're, we're kind of coming down to on some time so let's actually talk about the disney executive director that you were kind yes of about. i was giddy so. giddy uh bruce w smith he uh, he is um an african-american animator and he Ooh. works for disney and so it's one of those. He did the proud family. Though. He did the proud. He did the proud family he though. The proud. <laughs> he did the proud family. He did the proud family. Yes. He did Bebe's <laughs> kids, um, Princess and the Frog, Hair Love. So it's like we know these movies, you know, but we don't necessarily um, always know the people behind them. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be nice since the um, last episode, or was it the episode before that, we were talking about voice actors in the black community. Yeah. So I thought it might be nice to recognize him for the contributions yes. that he's made as an animator. An yeah. animator. An animator. Yeah, like I think this is great. Like he did he did the recent Space Jam as well, right? Like he this guy's just been on so many projects. Like he did Kung Fu Panda. He did the recent Winnie the Pooh. He did Princess and the Frog. Did you say Princess and the Frog? I did say Princess and the Frog. Um, He did Happily... Oh, he did Happily Ever After in 1995. Yes. Oh my God. It's wow, real. He's just been in it. He's been in it. He's been grinding. <laughs> he has been he's grinding. Been this man it. has been putting in work. He needs the recognition. It's time for him to get some shine, shine, shine. Yeah. So, like, tell me about what's been going on with him. Like, what's the new thing? Um... I can't even remember. I know he's work. He's working on like several new projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the newest is going to be in a 
a series on Disney Plus. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's also animated, and um, oh, I'm totally blanking. No, it's okay. Yeah, I believe like he's also done. Um, I'm just looking down by like his whole just like portfolio. All general. his portfolio, like, everything. He also did Bebe's kids. I got. I was so excited about the like other animated animations that like I know of. I was like, oh, I totally forgot to look at his newest projects. Yeah, like, I mean, it looks like he's Like, Thundercats? Done... Hello? Did he do Thundercats? Bruh! Yes, he worked on... He was a writer for the TV series Thundercats. Mm-hmm. He was also um, an animator for Pinocchio and the Emperor of Night. He did Garfield in the Rough. Like, he's done so many things that, like, you, you don't even know. Who Friend Roger Rabbit? He was an animator on that. Oh. Yes, bitch. So he's just... So he's just been kind of all over the place. All over the place. You know what this kind of reminds me of, though? Like, I mean, I'm really glad to see that black men are succeeding in these areas, in these spaces that you would think that they would not even have a chance in. And, I mean, if he's done things such as big as, like... um, Space Jam. Space Jam. If he's done Baby's Kids. And then The Proud Family, which has the same type of animation. Like, he stays connected, and obviously he's doing such a good job that they keep asking for him back. So, like, this is this is fantastic, because he's leading the example, and he's showing that he can actually thrive in the mouse's universe, or whatever Aww. you want to call it. Right? Um, but no, I think this is great. Um, I can't believe you did Thundercats, though. I loved Thundercats as a kid. Like, <laughs> Lionel was my shit. Oh! Yeah, Lionel and Chitara were, like, my two favorite characters out of that whole thing. And then, of course, like, you know, that kind of gave me the whole, like, I love, I, Mumra was also, like, the villain next to, um, being kind of, like, the same tier as, like, Skeletor. So, so he was, I mean, I'm glad to see that he's, like, really thriving and, like, keeping up. And this reminds me of Mark Cooper, who, by the way, um, if those who don't know who Mark Cooper is, I... he is a, he actually used to work for Disney for, for music. And then now he's doing, I can't remember what he's doing, but now he's been doing more producing and other things for other companies. And he's just been making his way up the chain basically. Cause like, I feel like just once you understand like how the work, um, how the workforce kind of works and then like how you need to get yourself from one place to another, then like you just get to thrive because obviously like, we you know, it's been common that black people are just naturally talented uh with the right reinforcement to thrive in these different um environments or to be talented in these right environments and then to be able to be notable in these other ones just as long as they you know obviously navigate that world in a way that um makes sense for them um but yeah like i mean shout outs to (laughs) it was the proud family so um the 2020 project that's why i was like i had already read it because He's doing um, The Proud Family. Wait, so the next Again, project yeah, that Bruce W. Smith is doing is The yeah, Proud pr- Yeah, it's like okay. Proud, Proud, and Prouder. And it's oh, going to okay. be like generations later. Oh, it's like Penny Proud? Like yeah. Penny. So, wait, is the, wait, that means Sugar Mom is not alive? I mean, <laughs> probably not. It's, um, t- it's TBA, so uh, that's why I, I was like, I didn't see anything for the news project, but I heard he was working on something. I was like, why did I think yeah. that? That's why. Okay. No, that makes sense. I heard that there was going to be a new Proud Family project as it was. So, I mean, that's amazing. I can't wait. Kudos to him, obviously. Like, we've been keeping in touch with him for a long time, whether if we wanted to or not. Um, But that's what it is. So, moving along to Big Move Monday, which is kind of getting to our closing segment of our podcast. 
Yes, tell me her name. Dorothy Tillman. What's she good at? She's 14 years old. With a master's degree. With a master's a degree. A master's degree. Who does that? Brilliant children. <laughs> I swear to Bob, like, I'm just going to keep recognizing these, like, amazing children with special gifts because what was I doing at 14? Being a teenager. Just being, like, <laughs> being I don't like even a know. Freshman in high like, school. Like, hanging down at the bus stop because I thought, like, the transit station was cool. But think you know? about it. Her parents are probably giving her the access to start school early. Yes. Yeah. So she has, you know, um, like been accepted to damn near like every college that she's ever <laughs> applied to she's brilliant i can't wait to see what she's going to be working on next um but she has like um uh, making huge strides for black women in the stem field mm-hmm. and so it's just incredible to see a young queen thrive so yeah 14 years old for the masters dude. i i'm still working on my degrees i'm glad that this younger generation like that their parents and their families are really like on it and pushing and making sure that they get the education that they need and want. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I wish someone would have told me that I could have started community college when I was a freshman. Yeah. I just didn't know. There's things that we just didn't have access to these things. Like no one tells you like when you're a freshman in high school, like, Oh yeah, you can go to that community college next door and start doing some courses and start, you know, enlightening your life. But all, Hey, there's college credits here. So you can actually work towards your associates or even work towards your bachelor's. You know what? Fuck high school. Just fuck (laughs) high school. Go straight to college. Like I should you not. I was one of those kids. Like I, I think like, and bless you for posting all those, like, wonderful memes and wonderful little educational things about, like, <laughs> being, uh, <laughs> you know, neurodivergent or, like, oh, you might have ADHD if these, like, things are happening to you. Because I'm, yeah. like, the more I look at those, I'm, like, I, I probably did have ADHD. I probably do have ADHD. We all probably have a form of something. Like, I keep looking at, other like, other people I interact with. I'm, like, are you sure that person doesn't have Asperger's? Yeah. And, and I was just, like, dude, like, school was really, like, it was really difficult for me to focus in school. And it wasn't yeah. because like I'm not intelligent I was literally just bored like I wasn't being challenged if I had known that I could fucking like start doing this and Mm -hmm. get my master's at 14 I would have because I was one of those kids that wanted to do and be everything you know I was like oh I want to be a lawyer and I also want to be a doctor and I also want to be an activist and I also (laughs) want to you know work in government do politics and I want to do this and I want to do that and like I I could have done that yeah could have done that but she's like she's so inspirational because i'm gonna keep working at it I'm yeah keep no doing keep it. working at it yeah it's it's one of those things that high school is just a fucking meme at this point yeah. like i watch kids go through their ap courses like pretending it's all college and then they're better than everybody else but then i also learned that there's like people who just say like i'm out of high school i'm just gonna start working like and, oh and i know that those yes. people have gotten higher than me in, in regards of pay scale Oh, this idea that, like, your worth is tied to whether or not you have a college degree is such bullshit. Yeah, and they have zero debt, and so they don't even have to worry about the whole, like, cancel student debt meme, which, hey, cancel student debt, cancel student debt, we voted for some motherfucker to cancel our student debt, so that needs to happen. Yes. Um, and, And it's just, like, it's just a shame that we were all fed this bullshit that we have to do higher education to be worth something. And if we don't finish it, then then we're a bunch of fucking scrubs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Going back to Dorothy, this is about her, right? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, she started off so young that maybe she didn't even, I don't know the whole story. Maybe she didn't even finish high school. She probably just went straight to college. <laughs> She's like, 
<laughs> Went from middle school straight to college. Yeah. yeah. Great. No, we all know that we all know the human hack here. So like, yeah, I mean, and, and this is inspirational for all of us, right? Like I want to at some point get my master's, but I don't know what yet. Yeah. But I do know that I want to get a, like, you know, if I get my doctorate in something that's going to be in jazz studies or like some sort of music degree to sustain my knowledge in music because I'm not going to lie. I graduated back in 2016 and like, I'm getting rusty, but I also love music because I've been involved with it since I was fucking 11. And how dare people try to take that away from me? Yeah. And say that you're not as dedicated as somebody who's like a musician full time. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is bullshit. Mm -mm. I can be a theorist and a practitioner, just more of on the theory side. It's fine. Because that's what a lot of professors are anyway. I mean, not only that, but it's just like, I run into so many people who like don't even have half the skills that you do to write music and to compose and to like, I, you're always working on some project. Like you stay mm-hmm. mad busy. Like you have my utmost respect. Yeah. Let's talk about project-based learning. Yes. But yeah, uh, shout out to Dorothy Jean Tillman, 14-year-olds with a master's degree. Thank you for, yes. you know, just being excellent in the Black the History Month. Hell yes. <laughs> Happy Black History Happy Month. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Happy Black Valentine's Day. <laughs> black, ha- black love matters. Black love matters. It okay. absolutely matters. Alrighty, guys. Well, it's getting to that time um, as I'm trying to... Right. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. Again, this is your girl, Sometimes V. And Kylie Too Smart. You can find us on Instagram at Lady Blurred's Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, and our home SoundCloud at Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. Don't forget to also listen to these really cool interviews that I have lined up with Captain Drive. Don't Cast and Drive is now on the same channel as Lady Blurred. So it's on Spotify. It's on all over all over the place. Go ahead. Find people like such as Lex the Lexicon Artist, Mega Ran. Um, you can even find my boy Danny Owens from New York. From New York. From New York. <laughs> But yeah, just go ahead and like look down the catalog. I mean, some of it might be might have been aged like cheddar, but it's okay. Fine cheddar. Fine cheddar. But if, of course, if you guys have any questions, you could always email us at don'tcastindrive at gmail.com. Again, don't cast N like the letter, like Nancy, and drive. We don't spell it with and. That's not how we work here. There's no ampersands in here. No ampersands. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Woo woo. Woo woo. We're on Instagram live. Oh my goodness.